0: Well, fellas, I, uh, <clears throat> I didn't really want to preach this morning um, because I just got back from Rome and I feel like in the gospel that it says, the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. For the past three weeks, I've been in New Orleans and Atlanta and Rome and here, and I just, you know, I want to go home. <clears throat> and I'm not sleeping well, but I thought, what a great day to preach at St. Francis of Assisi, right? A little poverty, a little discipline. Buck up, be a man. <clears throat> You know, And on this, on this feast, I want to stress something to you. And it's probably something you've never heard from a priest before. And that is, we are not called to imitate the saints. What's up now? <clears throat> we're not called to imitate the saints. What I mean by this is we're, we're, not to, we're not called to live their lives. That's very, very important to understand. You and I are not called to be St. Francis of Assisi saint mother well none of us would be a a woman saint but i had on my list and i'm like that doesn't make any sense saint john paul ii saint uh you know bruno saint john chrysostom we're not we're called to be saint you know john of new ulm and saint josh hopefully of bismarck maybe someday we're called to be our own saints god has this unique call to all of us by the way i I don't know. I was kind of thinking about this this morning. I was like, it kind of stinks to be and companions. <clears throat> Have you guys ever thought about that? Like, I mean, I'd be happy because I'm a saint. But, you know, I was like, hey, man, like, we all suffered the martyrdom. right? But anyway, side note. <clears throat> each one of us, you guys, each one of us is called to become a saint. And we, to do this, we need help. And I think the saints are guides. They're not, they're not guides to say, like, hey, live exactly like I live. They're guides to show us the immense potential of the human being. I mean, one time I was in a retreat and I felt called. Like, I was reading through St. Paul's uh, litany, you know, and I was like, man, I really feel called. I was like, what if I was St. Paul? What if I did what he did? And the Lord's like, you can. And I left the chapel. I got so freaked out, you guys. Because when we get called to that kind of potential, that kind of greatness, it is the immensity of the gift that we become afraid of. We're not afraid of our weaknesses. We say we are. Oh, I'm too weak to do this. So I'm too weak to do No, you're afraid of greatness. That's what you're afraid of. That's what I'm afraid of. <clears throat> but we got to live our lives. And we got to do it that the way that the Lord is asking us to live. That's what he says. No one who sets his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. What does a plow do? I mean, now we have John Deere and everything. But back in the day, they stood behind the plow and the plow pulled them. And if they looked back, they couldn't keep their line and they'd make a crooked line. And then one crooked line would make another crooked line. And then they'd be so off course that the whole field would be a mess. So we're looking forward, letting Jesus lead us. And if we don't do that, if we try to lead ourselves, if we look at all the saints and say, Oh, I can be like them. I just got to do enough stuff. Then we get weird. We do. We get weird. And I am, I will vouch, I was a weird seminarian. When I first got to seminary, I'm like, I know how to be holy. I had, oh yeah, 12-step program, baby. I had it down, right? I was, and this is how crazy I was. I was praying every decade of the rosary every day. I was praying the Stations of the Cross every day. I was praying my holy hour every day. And I was praying the St. Bridges devotion every day. You know that one? It's a year long, 15 prayers. So I was like 275 days into that devotion. And I went in, my spiritual director's like, tell me about your spiritual life. Cause you seem a little off, you know? So I told him, <clears throat> told him all these great things I was doing. And he looked at me, he's like, man, you're amazing. And I'm like, I know. I mean, that's pretty awesome. And he's like, yeah, you know what? You're so amazing that I want you to stop it all. And I'm like, whoa. He's like, I'm on day 275 of St. Bridget's Devotion. And he's like, no, you're done. You're done with all of it. You can pray one rosary a day. And during your holy hour, you get one verse of scripture for the whole holy hour. I walked out of that spiritual direction so mad. But trying to be obedient so I slam my Bible down in the chapel. I was like, "May as well go. I'm not going to Old Testament, right? So <laughs> Get into the New Testament, and I'm like, I'll just start with Matthew. And it's the first line is the genealogy of Jesus Christ, <laughs> the Son of God, the Son of Abraham, and I'm like, now what? <laughs> I'm like, now, what what am I supposed to do now, Lord? And that was the point, right? You're not supposed to do anything. You're supposed to allow something to be done to you. What made the Blessed Virgin Mary so great? Not what she did. What she allowed to be done to her. What, What made Jesus so great? Not what he did. It was what he allowed to be done to him. In obedience to the will of the Father. But yet, we somehow think that if we can just do enough that we will figure out holiness and that's when we get weird and we do weird stuff there is no 12 step program to holiness i think that the saints are there not so that we can act exactly imitate them but they challenge us to the greatness of the relationship with christ the primacy of relationship men not with not what you do but who you know because once he's leading in your life, once he has the reign, once you're following behind him, then you become the saint that he wants you to be. That's what all the saints teach us. They say, the saints understood this profound capacity of the human person and tapped into it, a lived relationship with Christ. <clears throat> it's not complex. It's easy. When I was on the way over here, I promise this the last thing. Get <clears throat> getting a little excited, I haven't preached for a while. <clears throat> I was on the way over here, I watched this movie on the plane, it's called Bleed For This. It's about this boxer who was top of his game and then he got into a massive car accident, broke his neck. Um, and they wanted to fuse it and he wouldn't allow it because he would never be able to box again. He ends up getting healed and he comes back and fights a championship out and wins. <clears throat> after bro- a broken neck. It's, it's a phenomenal story. I watched the edited version, so I'm not recommending it because it might be really bad. But the plane version's excellent. and on there at the end of the movie says this they interview him it's based on a true story and they said what is the one lie that you you believed that you believed during your recovery because there were a lot of things I'm sure that really got you set you back and he said "Ah, that's not that easy and she said well what's not that easy she said that's the lie it's not that easy he said it is that easy it is that easy to be great and I think, you guys, if I could leave you with something today, <clears throat> I would leave you with sanctity. It is that easy. Be in relationship with the Lord. As Pope Benedict said, in one of my favorite quotes, he said, if, if we really let Christ into our lives, we lose nothing. Absolutely nothing of what makes life beautiful and great. It is only in this friendship that the great potential of human existence truly is revealed. In Christ, you are capable of incredible things, man. But do you really want to hear that? Wouldn't it just be easier to go on pretending to be holy by outward appearances rather than profound internal conversion? I leave it with the words of Father Pedro Rupé. It's one of my favorite prayers. He says, nothing is more practical than finding God, than falling in love in a quite absolute and final way. What you are in love with, what seizes your imagination, will affect everything. It will decide what gets you out of bed in the morning what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, who are your friends, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything.